0: We're there. Yeah, so we should have. I we heard it
1: was cherry pie. <laughs> yeah, there is
0: yeah. one. Wait, wait, um, <laughs> have you not seen the, uh, the wonderful so yeah. recording? Oh though?
1: my! And uh, can can
0: we've uh, taken a picture? We have taken well a picture. Fantastic. We'll tweet it out in a second. I have. Really? I have a
1: lot of Twin Peaks clothing.
2: <laughs> so I was like, look, if I'm going to be here, it doesn't matter if no one can see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, um, uh, do you want some coffee? Some no, I'm coffee. okay. No worries. Thank you. No worries. Fine, I, I, fine and all I, I, as it sounds w- w- i just w- had w- one warn you about the, the, the perils of heating too much <laughs>
0: it's more a concern for us andrew given that we are going to be on for <laughs> we we're
1: going to be kind of in in this room yeah
0: perfect all right so uh we are indeed back according to listeners who can now hear us hey. um but yeah so we asked charlene to join us to talk about a number of things and we talked a little bit about uh when we had richard on sort of uh earlier we talked about how um like when we asked people uh, what they wanted to talk about with regards to Twin Peaks, some people got back to us very quickly and some people had things that they definitely wanted to talk about. And Charlene was one of those people. Charlene got back almost immediately with, I want to talk about <laughs> Wally Brando. So we promised we'd talk about Amazing. masculinity and we talk about Cooper and we talk about everything like that. And we're going to try and fit that into the hour that we have allotted here. But first of all, because like, you were one of the first people to get back to us and your answer was so strong and so firm, what is it that you love about Wally Brando?
2: I mean, that's so hard to say, but I mean, I've always really, really loved Lucy and Andy anyway. Um, so obviously the idea of, you know, seeing their their son that we heard so much about in the original series, but maybe never got to see because he was in Lucy's belly. Um, and I was very excited by that. But like, really, they like for the tiny amount of time that Wally Brando was with us, he gave us so much profound <laughs> <laughs> Listeners cannot hear Snippets. this, but Charlene is clutching her heart. Clutching my heart, but like there is, and in the same ways, Lucy and Andy are kind of this like beautiful, like blanket of kindness in a show that doesn't have an awful lot of blankets of kindness. I thought that Wally was really beautiful, and everything he was saying was so nice, and he was so respectful to his mom and dad. And um, I just loved the idea of him kind of like traversing their great land and like bringing back stories to this town that he loved, and he grew up in Twin Peaks. And has nice memories, which I think is fascinating. Like there was some sort of middle (laughs) part there where everything was great. Perfectly fine. Nobody was
0: dealing sparkle. Um, (laughs) Leo Leo Johnson was still in the spider park, (laughs) in the spider trap, where apparently he still is. Um.
2: (laughs) And it's like, I suppose, even like before we get into talking about masculinity, but like Wally is a rare example of masculinity that's extremely pure. Um, and he's lovely and just, <laughs> and even the way that Lucy and Andy kind of relate to him and, and just, they
0: hold him yes, the way they have their hands on his shoulders like they're so happy to see him
2: yeah and like sorry I haven't even mentioned that the fact that it's just gas the Marlon Brando thing like it is just gas because <laughs> like and even like Michael the casting Sarah. of Michael Sarah being like the absolute antithesis of Marilyn Brando. No offense, <laughs> Michael Sarah, because you're probably listening. I'd say
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're not entirely deep. sure whether um, <laughs> whether Michael Sarah is listening. I'd say
2: he is. <laughs> but, um, I just think like it's just an amazing I think thing. Arrested
0: to
1: do. fan one or two may actually
0: be uh, yeah. Michael Sarah. And and <laughs> it's kind of great because his his impression of Brando is you know. It's not like a really great impression, but it's good enough and it's committed, which is what really sells it. It is committed. It's uh, crap like. (laughs) (laughs) And we love him despite that or because of that.
2: Because of that. Absolutely. And it's just like, where did this come from? And I know this thing of like him having the same birthday as Marlon Brando, which is my my best friend
0: Becky's birthday too. Um, So So does she say that she has the same birthday as Marlon or Wally Brando? Well, that's going to change
2: very soon, but I don't okay. think she's watched Twin Peaks oh, okay. <laughs>
1: the return yet. Um, but I, I thought there was going to be a turn in that character. I, 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 when, when, when the, when the Mitchum brothers, when like Ike the Spike has been murdered. <laughs> I, They're going to call I, in. I, I thought the there was guy. like a, uh, let's get that Brando guy. Oh, I uh, wish. Yeah. <laughs> I um, have to
2: say I was waiting the whole rest of the season. I was like, When's Wally going to come back? You know. But <laughs> actually, in retrospect, I think it's just perfection. I'm OK with it. And I loved as well. I know this is such a crappy old uncle joke, but like just even like mentioning his godfather and just like <laughs> that's funny. I, I just find Wally Brando so funny. Now, i never. And it's never, the erratic pause
0: before Godfather. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my godfather. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I don't know what that attempt was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I haven't ever spoken to one of those people who hates Wally Brando as a character. I'm I'm fine with that. Everyone's fine. Are there to people? Are hands. there
1: people who hate Wally Brando? There, 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 are def- were, like yeah. There are definitely people for whom um, Lu- uh, Lucy and Andy can can try their their patience. We
0: know that because we're sitting at the table with one of them. <laughs> 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 I was sitting. Someone, someone. I was sitting down yeah. with Andrew watching like, the return, and it's one of the rare pleasures in my life was watching the original series and watching Andrew. Like you could hear the sound of his eyeballs glazing over whenever Andy was talking about his sperm. <laughs> yeah
1: because it was it was it was um like like i i i realize a, a lot of the um like in in lynch there's kind of like a lot of repetition but you, you so, sometimes feel like oh he he's he's going somewhere with this with all with all of the lucy and Andy, i got the sense from the very beginning this has got nothing to do with anything and, <laughs> um it's like um like uh uh, uh, toying with us to kind of put this in and have like the gears turning in our heads it's <laughs> like I wonder what all this is going to kind of amount to but it amounted to Wally, uh, Brando. Wally Brando so it, it was did. worth the wait also
2: Lucy had kind of an, a big part in the last second last episode exactly you know yeah, kind yeah. of a, a small thing that she did and,
1: yeah and and, um, and Andy as well like like yeah. the, the, the um, oh yeah, yeah. They, they 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 each um I suppose that's that's maybe the nice thing about them is 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 the is that they're set up as these kind of um, unremarkable, if not kind of inept, uh, mm-hmm. sort of characters who become um, uh, heroes in their own in their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sorry, yeah. But I know they
2: can be a bit irritating. Yeah, to, yeah, but like ma- yeah. maybe
1: maybe that's kind of um, uh, part of the kind of identification process, like like that uh, that, uh, that that that. Um, what am I saying? <laughs> There's a whole <laughs> lot of people at home. It's like, oh. Googling identification process. And they're like, oh, I'm just like Andy. <laughs> 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 people have very little patience for me too. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: but going back to the very, very first episode of Twin Peaks when they find Laura's body and Andy breaks down in tears, like that's one of the most powerful moments to me. And I know it's kind of a, it's kind of a almost humorous kind of, Moment, like you're just kind of like, Oh, Andy, he's such a goofball, but also, well,
0: like, it's very affecting. That's like, crying really affecting. is really, yeah. Like, this is the thing with Lynch, and people talk about like the irony that Lynch. Darren was, cried, I did Darren cry, cried. Oh, I always cry I know, always. no, no, but Darren never cries. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, well, um, I always cried, never yeah. mind. Um,
0: <laughs> A recurring joke on the podcast that I never cried I didn't cry at Coco for example because um, I am a heartless jeez <laughs> I know apparently but I cried a bit at Twin Peaks The Return but like crying <laughs> is a huge part of like what makes Twin Peaks what it is and it's yeah. not ironic because like no. you, you ask like and it is it's soap opera it's hyperbolic but you ask Lynch about this and Lynch will always say there's a wonderful Guardian interview from I think 2014 where he's asked like did you make Twin Peaks to parody a soap opera he's like no I made Twin Peaks to make a soap opera Yeah, yeah. Um, and like it's very earnest and it's very sincere and i think to tie it back into what we're normally talking about that's a very interesting view of masculinity in twin peaks is the vulnerability of Andy and even under Wally because he's again there's yeah. that 50s throwback but he's like he travels home to tell his parents that it's okay for them to move on with their lives that's really and, sweet which is incredible <laughs> to do up his room yeah. to do up his room which makes
1: me feel like, like I should tell my parents that it's okay to do it. I don't know my are you room. ready for that yet? there's so that. many rooms come on
0: if, <laughs> <laughs> if, my li- if my parents are listening they'll actually know that I had a conversation with them through the medium of Wally Brando memes, <laughs> uh, in which I explained that they could, in fact, rent out my former childhood bedroom to allow students to stay there. Um, That's very kind of you. <laughs> yes. They haven't watched Twin Peaks, so they didn't get it. I think they didn't even know who Michael Sarah is, so they're just like, why are you tweeting pictures of a 1950s biker out? <laughs> Um, but it kind of communicates what's going on. Why good.
2: are you sending us Marlon Brando <laughs> pictures?
0: <laughs> poor quality, poor resolution yeah. Marlon Brando pictures. He's so
2: young <laughs> in the
1: wild ones. The answer is for your own entertainment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm communicating, but also not communicating. Because this time. only means something to me. Yeah.
0: But I mean, this is the thing with um, Wally Brando as well is that, and we talked a little bit about this with Richard and Nile at the start of the podcast, the nostalgia thing, because Wally... Mm. Exists as an aspect of nostalgia himself because he's obviously based on Marlon Brando, the yeah. sort of nineteen fifties biker guy. Uh, but it's also he exists to come back and to tell Why his parents am I eating more pie. <laughs> Yeah I was going to actually
2: tell you to stop and then I thought I'm not your mammy so I won't but you should maybe. Charlene would you like some pie? <laughs> I'm okay for now but I will definitely have some We
0: also treats. have some donuts I believe No we don't have donuts but we have like sweet treats I believe as well somewhere yeah. here. Oh, yeah. um, you guys the can't see this, but like amazing.
2: seriously it's like a bakery exploded in here and it all looks amazing. <laughs> um,
1: we, can't, we, can't, we can't plug Camerino enough. Um, it's yeah. uh, really fantastic.
0: But it's also like about the nostalgia of the uh, return oh. as well where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird noise sorry <laughs> but it's also the nostalgia of the return as well where Wally Brando is showing up and he's you a new a character and he's telling his parents too. that they can remodel the house and that's yeah. very much in a sense like Lynch is telling the audience that they can almost like let go of like the old Twin Peaks and let him remodel it perhaps
2: maybe I, I think absolutely and I know that David Lynch has a relationship to nostalgia and he has a relationship to like Repurposing very certainly like the 1950s sort of aesthetic and vibe in to create something very new, and Wally Brando is just so such a perfect David Lynch character, like he really is. Um, and we, we we need we need characters like Wally Brando in. Twin Peaks so that we can smile for a minute <laughs>
1: yeah just um, try and get over what Richard Horn did because <laughs> 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 like, yeah, he like. he comes in and he's just like where is the safe <laughs> 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 it's like uh, yeah call it um saying to his mother i oh, uh, see you next Tuesday um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's
0: it's yeah it's threatening it's to sexually assault his uncle and stuff as well yeah, yeah. yeah no so at, they're a like
2: nice antithesis of each other yeah. Yeah. yeah I
0: like that there's sort of like that juxtaposition that at least some of the kids in Twin Peaks turned out okay
2: yeah so like how was how was their lives like how were their lives Bobby. so different yeah. like the way, the way well Bobby
0: it, did kill a guy Bobby oh, killed a guy but he's good Bobby's kid great, <laughs> 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 like I loved him from the beginning even when
1: he was like an arsehole the way he's kind of like weird. Yeah. 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 Just kind of Our like listeners can't you know, see you miming walk. the Bobby Brown <laughs> yeah. walk. Yeah. It was excellent yeah. though. Well, yeah, it was, it was we like he was
0: in the room. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually going back to the the masculine crying thing. <laughs> That moment where Bobby walks into the sheriff's office and there's all the... the, He sees Laura's picture on the table and he breaks down into tears and they're quite over-the-top tears. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Again, that soap opera tears, the Andy tears. Yeah, but, like, so moving. I found it really moving. I don't know if anybody else did, but I found that really, really moving. And it's the first moment, it's episode four. It's one of the moments where you get that... It's the first time you really hear Laura's theme. And it's, like, because the music has been withheld for you for the first, like, three episodes or so. Um, And even, like, the opening credits have, like, a good ten seconds of silence Before the theme kicks in And it's like Then Bobby walks into the room Sees the Laura Palmer picture And it just hits him Like a ton of bricks It's amazing
2: And actually A lot of people I'm sure you probably will Will cover this If you haven't already But a lot of people Like are a bit upset By how Laura is like Absent dead woman Or whatever And I always like that I think that David Lynch Tries to make her present as much as possible and maybe in the in the first series where like obviously she wasn't a thing uh, she was dead but you know obviously went back with fire walk with me and then taking little moments like that to go laura is missed and she is still missed by people who she touched in her life which is really really beautiful i think this is totally digressing (laughs) sorry wally
0: (laughs) (laughs) well actually cooper essentially i think actually
2: wally was a digression (laughs) in himself
0: um But yeah, let's talk a little bit about, like, Cooper and the various versions of Cooper that appear in, like, The Return. Because there's, you know, there first of all, there's Cooper who appears in The Lodge. Then there's Mr. C. Then there's Dougie. Then there's Dougie. Then there's Dougie. Not a Dougie. Then there's, uh, <laughs> then there's Dale is back for a little yeah. while. And then we get Richard. Richard. Uh, Richard. What's... haven't remotely wrapped my head around <laughs> Richard. So, like, <laughs> I
2: can't. I just can't. Um, I mean, where do you even start with this? Like, even just... All I wanted to see when Twin Peaks was coming back was what happened to Cooper. That's one, like, what, him and his, like, bashing his head well, against the mirror. How's like, Annie? The How's Annie? That's the greatest moment probably in television ever, maybe. I mean, it's up there, right? It's one of the great cliffhangers.
0: Like, yeah, absolutely. And one you had to wait 25, 25 years. 25 years, <laughs>
2: like, and then never thinking that you would actually get any sort of closure, closure. on that. And mm-hmm. then all you want is that. And David Lynch, troll as he is, really doesn't give it to you for ages, you know. So, like maybe a lot of other people, I think Dougie, and we will get into this, is an astounding creation in so many ways. Yes. But, like, I was just dying for him to be gone and for Cooper to come back. <laughs> like, um, But, like, Dougie's such an interesting character. And, and, like, it might, maybe a bit like Andy and Lucy, actually, maybe tries your patience. But there's so many really brilliant, moving things about him and... I think if you're looking at the kind of uh, the the holy trinity of Coopers, and there's actually there's more than three, things, but <laughs> you know, uh, Mister C and Dougie and actual Coop. Um, I think Dougie is this really interesting, like like sad man who's a cog in the big machine of like just the American dream. I have that in inverted commas. I don't really know why. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the American dream and what it does to men and how they feel about themselves and how they're not even a thing anymore. And nobody even really noticed like weird Dougie. It's just like Dougie's been a bit weird, and like he's just such a nothing. Charlene, you man. might need to get
0: closer to the mic. Actually, sorry, I'm kissing the mic. Um yeah. no. They're, they're,
1: they're from 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 the feedback, like um, the listeners do want us to to kiss the mic, and, okay. and by extension, them. <laughs> um, right in your
0: ears. We're listeners. very appealing. <laughs> yeah, get as
1: close to them. But
0: yeah, let's talk about Dougie because there is and part of me wonders and again this is the like dichotomy that exists between lynch who was it, jimmy stewart from mars is how i think mel brooks <laughs> describes him yeah. um or jimmy stewart on acid is how he's been described as well but he's this kind of on the one hand you have this very earnest like uh, americana thing going on you know we mm. talked about how like it's it's not a parody, parody of soap operas it's a soap opera but you also have things like for example um doggy which Is very much like he's a Forrest Gump slash sort of being there character. Mm. And there's a recurring motif where Dougie makes people better just by physically being there and repeating what they want to hear back to them. And on one Dougie, he even makes Dougie better. (laughs) (laughs) But there's even like, but the thing is, there's this push and pull between whether it's a really innocent and idealistic thing. Or whether it's a kind of a slightly cynical thing where it's like, look, all you really have to do to get ahead in this world is just be a blank slate and repeat the last thing you heard. And it's kind of, I like that kind of push and pull with Dougie where you're not entirely sure how earnest it is.
1: It's like one of those, it's, it's, it's a bit like Big. Yes. <laughs> where, yeah. 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 Where he goes back and they're like, "Oh, you've 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 got some great ideas," and mm-hmm. and suddenly he becomes like a success in the in the in the corporate world because he has these these kind of. Um, I yeah, love that
2: moment where his boss looks at all his mad drawings on the files and he's <laughs> yeah. just like, "You've given me what does he say? It's, this is, is so disturbing." Think. And then he goes, "You've given me a lot to think <laughs> about." Like, I love that. Cool. <laughs> like,
1: does he? I, I wonder with with uh, Dougie, does he? Has he actually uncovered anything, <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or is is the um, is, is he the just, the boss just looking at it and yeah. thinking? There must obviously be this here. must be beyond me, and then looking at it really closely and thinking. Dougie, I think I understand what you mean <laughs> and you're <laughs> <Yeah>. a genius. <laughs> yeah. Is Lynch trying to make a point about genius? I wonder. Yeah. Maybe. It's like there's also,
2: like he's being guided by something. By as Mike, well. yeah. Yeah, so like that's, it's that's constantly there. So it's almost like there's this like higher power guiding him to be like, this one guy will actually <laughs> understand this weird like drawing of a ladder and a load of like scrawls on paper and it'll... Help this man to realize that someone's ripping him off, you know. So, like,
0: the really great maybe. Vast, <laughs> I think there's a vast criminal conspiracy here, Dougie, and Dougie just says vast conspiracy, <laughs> and Bushnell replies, "You're right." <laughs> <laughs>
1: because, because, like, watching those Dougie episodes, like, I, like, I, I, I have to admit, that, yeah, that because I, I, like, as soon as they had established, like, somebody is going to say. Podcast, doggy. It's a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and it's like, oh you get it, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> sit down here.
2: <laughs> but they had such fun with that. Like they really oh, yeah. it was so clever. Like the way every like one thing led to another, to another, to another. Even like the, the prostitute giving him five dollars and saying, Get help and he just goes, and then first place he goes to is like casino and wins thousands and thousands. Of, like, it I, all kind of leads one to
0: the other. Even the as other. a man who appreciates wordplay, I quite liked, Jade has to give you two rides. <laughs> yeah. um, and Naomi Watts, I bet she did.
1: Um, <laughs> but, um, did you like uh, Cooper's Flown the Coop? I feel I like I that was just put in there, there for, you. for for me personally, yeah. as somebody who liked wordplay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, it's just, but it, there is, there's something, and it's kind of, it is heartening, the fact that, like, Dougie, like, if you can be cynical and you can say people are so vacuous that they don't really care because he's a man who's wandering through and he says get help and nobody's Mm -hmm. able to help him and repeatedly you have like when he goes to the cashier desk the cashier is like making conversation with him and he says get help and she sort of her face kind of goes a lot more solemn and she gives him the chips for the, mm. the, or the coins that he can put in the machine and there's a question there of is she legitimately trying to help him or is she just responding to something she doesn't understand yeah. in a way that's sort of programmed and it happens again with the character Ethan Supli who's wandering through oh, yeah. with the hot dog and it's a great scene it's the bit where he's like hey Dougie, hey Dougie I told you this is Dougie, Dougie hey um, and it's like are you okay Dougie? And then he wanders off and his his wife's like uh, I don't think he's okay. And he's like I really hope he's okay. And they both continue walking on completely indifferent to anything that's going on. I
2: think that a lot of the people around him are quite indifferent to him or like like were indifferent to Dougie as like previous Dougie probably because he wasn't a really great guy <laughs> not a very nice man but um, but I think we spend a lot of time with Dougie a lot of time <laughs> as I'm sure you noticed um, but really <laughs> intimate time like watching him react to things and there's really moving moments like when he's looking at his son in the car and like even with the like the, the shooting statue
0: yeah. outside the Cooper thing. the the other Cooper it's Gary Cooper yeah. isn't
2: it oh Gary Cooper I believe it is I Jesus it is. that's I didn't know that oh Egypt anyway <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that's even better <laughs> <laughs> but like you get all these moments with him so it's not like here's a buffoon this idiot savant kind of thing you're actually getting to know him and getting to see things in his eyes and actually like amazing performance from Kyle MacLachlan
0: astounding and it both like comedic it and otherwise yeah you know? it was completely overlooked at awards time which is a massive shame for God's sake like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like, on. it's a wonderful it's one of those things where like any actor would kill for a role like that it's like yeah. well you get to be Anton Chigurh you, you get to be <laughs> Forrest Gump yeah. and you get to be that character you played on Twin Peaks as yeah. well so I mean come on it's amazing
1: yeah. I did uh, um, uh, Cooper to, to to be to be um, to be that, that, um, that kind of uh, Gary Cooper um
0: ride into town sort of hero exactly. almost yeah
1: and to, to 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 have kind of elements of um, of that in in in, in each uh, um, iteration because I think something you said earlier about Bob now like Bob doesn't completely take over yeah mm. or um, it uh, it's it's not it's not like a possession where 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 there is none of the person there. Yeah. Because this is a very different um, oh, yeah. character to uh, Mr. To, C. To, yeah. To yeah. Mr. C. To 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 Leland. Yeah.
0: Um, but here's the thing about Mr. C. And I I think it's really effective. Is Mr. C. Is very consciously a stylized dark version of Cooper. Like even in the second episode where he beats Darla to death in an incredibly mm-hmm. graphic and brutal fashion. How he catches her. He has a little tape recorder that he uses. Again, like (laughs) the Dale Cooper version. He's highly organized. He's highly efficient. Um, He's very good at understanding people and getting what he wants from them. And he's very much in communication with the spiritual side of life in the way that, like, Leyland wasn't, for example. In the way that, like, Cooper was open to being. Like, it's very much, this is the dark this is not like it's not bob riding cooper it's it's very much this is the darkness in cooper there's a wonderful quote from mark frost where he talks about like cooper as somebody who never integrated his shadow self he's somebody who's never actually acknowledged that he has this darkness within him Mm -hmm. and i think in the original series it's hawk has this line about how in order to get to the white lodge you need to pass through the black lodge and you have to face the dweller on the threshold who is your shadow self and it's interesting that like Twin Peaks never has Cooper actually do that. It's like oh. the way that it's actually structured. You think the season's building towards a confrontation between Cooper and Mr. C. Mm. The way it works out, Mr. C is dispatched by a combination of Lucy uh, and Freddy's like green <laughs> yeah. glove of justice. Um, and a Cooper beat. just arrives to witness it. <laughs>
1: I'm an East End gangster. Punch. Have you got an hour about the,
2: the
0: Green Fist? No, we don't. You uh, don't. <laughs> somehow. Um, if you're We're welcome really, to come on uh, about 5 like, a.m.
1: I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an impression, but I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, the, the whole the Cockney accent thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there, it's there, gas. There, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chekhov's green glove of death. Um, but yeah, there's, like, there's a sense that like Cooper has never reconciled himself with the darkness that exists within him. Hmm. And Mr. C is very much the dark side of Cooper. And it's like there's an interesting line early on in The Diner with Ray... Where they're having dinner and Ray is like, you know, well, what do you need? And he's like, I don't need anything. Mm. I want. And that's very much like Mr. C is defined by wants. And again, the horrific implication that he like raped Audrey Horne and that, you know, Richard is his son. That's based on like that's there's a moment in, I think, the early first season where Audrey tries to sleep with Cooper Mm. and he rejects her because he's a decent man. And his response is, it's not about what I want. And you have that sort of juxtaposition between them where it's almost it's very clear that like Mr. C for all the horrificness and all the darkness within him. He's not Bob. He's he's Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Through and through in a way that's really uncomfortable to think about.
2: Absolutely. Like that's the thing that's so interesting about it is that you're confronted with this like this character who you kind of know, but it's the evil version of that character. Like that's classic comic book, obviously. But like (laughs) it it, like seeing Cooper in as himself kind of but evil and like that I that found that really distressing all the time and yes. actually pretty much everything Mr. C did was really distressing yes. anyway
1: He's cactus Cooper. He's what? <laughs> he comes along in, in 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 like in entirely snake skin. Oh yeah. And
2: <laughs> I love that. I love that you could talk about the costumes all day. Like, like he's, he's very
0: consciously modeled on Anton Shagur. And again, yeah. there's one of those things that we talked a little bit earlier about how like the Hutches feel like Lynch is sort of riffing on Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. with the outlaw couple of like Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Leigh who like have banter and catchy nicknames for each other and like eat food and just talk about life and stuff. It feels like the Anton Shagur stuff. Or it feels like the Mr. C stuff is very much like the Coen Brothers, or particularly No Country for Old Men, mm. particularly stuff like the Duncan Todd sequence or the the Mr. Todd sequences where the guy in the Las Vegas uh, office with the oh, glass front, yeah, yeah, yeah. which feels very much like, the, you know, those sequences where like Woody Harrelson goes in and he's like, uh, what do you mean deadly? Like bubonic plague? <laughs> um, but it has that sort of like feel of like an underworld kind of cultivated from that. I also love that uh, that like Mr. C drives a monster truck. Like he basically spends most of the, most of the season was, riding around. Was that not Richard's uh, ride? I thought Richard came along behind him because he gets into it at the farm Richard's car is visible behind him when he takes the gun out and threatens him he brings he brings the monster truck to the to the convenience store I believe that well, wasn't
1: that, it, it, well it's, it's not it's not a, it's, it's not quite a monster truck it has been it,
0: pointed out actually that Tarantino probably stole Lynch's style from Wild at Heart so uh,
1: I will look yeah
2: a bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I mean, well, Lynch is <laughs> the, one of the granddaddies of American Lynch's independent like, come cinema I'll show you how to do
2: Tarantino <laughs> <Yeah>. Tarantino <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, no. I I thought I figured that was the same. Uh, the one with the the no, yeah. It, it it might be a different one. The one with the the, the one that he has to clear the, the blood the, off. The um, lights on. Yeah, the yeah. one. that
0: he, Okay, maybe it is. I thought. I thought maybe, it was. No, no,
1: no. I'm not sure.
0: But uh, yeah. So just in terms of like Dougie, not a big car guy. <laughs> um, Dougie and and uh, and Mr C. And I love the fact that like again, this is one of those Lynch absurd touches. Mr C taking control of the criminal underworld in an arm wrestling match.
2: Oh, I love it. I Love it. I. love <laughs> Love it so much. I
1: love that he says because it was like just at the, it was at the moment where I was thinking I was like what what the um, this is uh, I, 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 Andrew I you may need to lower the mic. Man. I was I was I was thinking it was so silly and then and then he comes out and says it. He's like what is this uh, nursery <laughs> school? <laughs> <laughs> <Kindergarten>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there is something about Mister C that like he is in every way the opposite of Dougie and like. This notion of him being like everything to everyone in the most awful way, but like he has conquered everything. Yeah. Like, and something like winning the underworld in, in like with brute strength <laughs> is just like, it's so ugly. And it's such a, I, like I feel like there is this kind of discussion of capitalism, and Dougie's on one end of the spectrum, and Mr. C is on another. And it's kind of like, here are the skills you need to survive. And Dougie, well, he has none of the skills, but somehow gets by anyway, which is yeah. a whole other point. <laughs> and then Mr. C has literally everything you need to survive in capitalism. And most of it is just ruthlessness and others. brute okay. strength and, uh, and charisma, <laughs> 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 which in fairness, he does have. Does he have charisma? Yeah. Mr. C? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does, yeah. The little bit where he squidges your uh, man's face. Look, if he was trying to turn on the Mr. C charm,
0: <laughs> really, you mean the bit where he's sitting in prison and it's really uncanny it's like looking not at those okay. bits <laughs> just, to, just to be clear so Charlene's sitting there going you know he's got he's got a certain appeal to him hello, hello Gordon <laughs> I am totally not an evil doppelganger
2: <laughs> oh he's not convincing <laughs> but he walks hello, into a room and he commands lover. it yes, he does do that to be
0: fair to him Dougie doesn't do that no Dougie doesn't no. do that Cooper does that yeah yeah but no I mean there, there's there's a lot there and then when Cooper comes back there's that mm. whole wonderful promise of like you're going to get Twin Peaks again. We talked about this a little bit earlier mm. but there's very much like this sort of like very conventional heroism like he's, he's a cowboy. It's been argued that like Twin Peaks is a Western I think Richard Brody in mm. the New Yorkers described it as such uh, but the idea that and it is literally a Western being set in Washington State. Um, Although has been pointed out, Lynch very rarely features the ocean. So you have this, again, this is Darren going off on one of those tangents, but it's um, where you have this vast, limitless West. Push West. Yeah, (laughs) push Westward. I mean, come on, everybody's heading to Twin Peaks, right? Um, But uh, you have basically, you have Cooper come back and Cooper says, Cooper basically says, I am the FBI. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix this. Everything's all right now. And then he tries to, and it just breaks everything at the end, which is...
2: I think I think that's something that I haven't even really figured out in my head either, but there is something really important about that the end of that episode, which is episode sixteen.
0: Seventeen, I think, is the one where he goes down to the basement, opens the door, and oh, says, See your curtain well, call. I was saying at the oh, end of the sorry, 16, sixteen, where he like, wakes where, up, where yeah. he literally hops out of bed As and like, he's got the suit on and he's like and, uh, that. and Bush yeah. is like, I'll call the FBI and he's like, I am the FBI. Yeah. Um, I um,
2: think that is I'm just Batman. Um, such a clever way to end that and you're kinda like, Oh my god, this is it now, and you're waiting a week and you're like This is going to be, we're back in Twin Peaks land. This is going to be brilliant. We've got Coop back. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to go kill Mr. C. It's fine, whatever, and sort out everything else. And and then it just gets messy after that. Like it actually gets maybe increasingly messier, messier, messier. And I think that's, again, David Lynch, messing with our sense of like safety and we're kind of like, Cooper's got this. And like, no, he doesn't. Like, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> got this. And like, even at the very, 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 very end, you're like, what did you even do, Cooper? I mean, we
0: don't even know. That's <laughs> a right. whole this. other,
2: like, 18 hours of, what did he even
1: do?
0: <laughs> what have you <laughs> done like, now, Cooper? What have you done? But like, yeah, he Freddy. hasn't come in and just Freddy, like, Punch the him, day. <laughs> Punch him, Freddie. <laughs> Laura says punch, him punch him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's screaming at incredibly at, like, what have you done but like the entire has... fourth season if it arrives will be like sent looking for looking for Freddie Cooper
2: <laughs> please but yeah there is just something really really cool about uh, giving us Cooper back and then just messing with us and it's all a big mess in the end you know like the end of it is so profound but it's profound because everything is a mess yeah. like you know we don't know what's happened now to Laura to Coop to the world, to yeah. the world as it existed. I'm, who knows, I can't even
0: start and, getting into that. <laughs> and, and all because Cooper wanted to be the hero because the story yeah. had a position to you. And again, you you watch it and watching it the first time you are like he punched the air. Yeah. like, hell yeah, he's coming well, We're back. so we're complicit going, in yeah, his
2: white knight syndrome <laughs> yeah. completely because like, we need him. We need him in this world of Twin Peaks. We just need this like purity and goodness and we get it what we wanted. And then we're just kind of like, Oh, that's maybe not enough.
0: Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> makes things worse somehow, oh. <laughs> uh, which is kind of amazing.
2: Well, Mr. C has kind of floated up into some sort of like thing in the <laughs> sky. the, uh, the great uh, broken yeah. trample pieces
0: of the sky.
2: Living in the clouds over <laughs> Twin Peaks or something now, I don't know. But, uh, I'm not convinced wait, you're saying. With, with the yet? charm, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, so, so, I like to imagine Charlene Charm sort is of, way like, back down. <laughs> yeah, tra- Charlene's Mr. C sort of workplace comedy. It's like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. C, you're grand. Come on back. <laughs>
0: Oh, Mister
1: C's (laughs) gotta be so (laughs) so angry with me.
0: (laughs) It's like shut up. (laughs) Um, That character does not last long on this show. Um, But yeah. Andy, <laughs> let me have a word with you. <laughs> well, there is, there's a wonderful moment at the end where Andy's like got the picnic basket and he's in the car park and he sees Mr. C and like you know I know you're not a big fan of Andy, now, Andy. I know. But there's like this really uncomfortable sort of juxtaposition. I'm like, what the hell is Mr. C going to do to yeah. Andy?
1: It's like actually, Andy. You're going to survive.
0: <laughs> I <But> like you. <laughs> I'm.
2: I'm I mean, going to do this like yeah. Cooper <laughs> that that Young. That the the
0: but there is something to be said for how, again, how Andy and we talked about masculinity. We talked about Andy and talked about crying and particularly like Andy as a more like. Because again we joke in the podcast and I joke among Twin Peaks fan that Hawk is the Hawk is the only person on the Twin Peaks police department who does any work and that's mostly <laughs> yeah. true. Like I mean yeah. even when like Sarah Palmer has her breakdown it's Hawk who goes to visit her. Yeah. It's Hawk who deals with the Log Lady. Yeah. It's you know Hawk who opens the case and yeah, has to like walk everything. Yeah, yeah, walk Andy and Lucy through like the fact that if something's <laughs> missing it's probably not the bunny. But like Andy <laughs> even get Andy gets a little sequence when the child is killed. It's Andy who investigates that case. Mm. And it's Andy who does the leg And so you get to see Andy, maybe he's actually a fairly decent police officer, he doesn't actually solve it, but like you get to see Andy actually doing police work. And even at the climax, it's Andy, of of all the guys in Twin Peaks who are at the sort of like hole in episode 14, Mm. um, who are at the Grove it's Andy who gets like picked by the fireman and brought yeah. up and who's sort of, maybe it's because he ate the cheese sandwich. Um, maybe. maybe. Maybe the maybe the fireman's a vegan. Maybe but, it's because <laughs> he's pure. Yeah, that's it exactly. And it's Andy who arranges all the pieces at the climax mm. of the, the episode. I mean, yeah. there's the wonderful sequence where Chad is yelling at him. And Chad, you know, this sort of like... Chad. Yeah.
2: Well the worst thing you can Chad be
0: is in bold. Chad bold <laughs> naughty <laughs> <laughs> Bold Chad Oh hey Chad Sorry <laughs> But like Chad one of the big things about Chad is how much he hates Andy Yeah And how much anger he has He's towards an Andy um, And like you're not you're a joke Andy you're not a police officer and stuff like that And the irony being that First of all, Andy's a better police officer than Chad will ever be. Yeah. But second of all, that like Andy is the character who's trusted to arrange the pieces at the climax of the mm. episode. Andy's the one who goes and gets Lucy and tells her to stand where she needs to stand in order for the to have the gun to shoot yeah. Mr. C to unlock the police cells to bring the people who out who need to go. Mm. It's Andy who is in many ways the real hero of that like De uh, at the yeah. at episode seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is so
2: nice. i I'm yeah. like I, I'm, and I don't know. Like I I love that they went down the road of um lucy and andy being massive heroes at, at the end and like um i was discussing this with someone earlier and we were talking about like is it fan service having lucy shoot him yeah. and like as in like oh yeah because i literally went yay lucy <laughs> and like threw my <laughs> fist in the air um but like it, you could either look at it like that or just like maybe it's like telling you that lovely people can win over evil and like i do mm-hmm. think that's a, a I mean, there's so much to unpack in all of that. But like that is something that David Lynch does like to discuss at times. It's just kind of like goodness and kindness and like purity is a massive asset. And like they may not be the brainiest two. Yeah. But there's something in them that knows they've got an instinct yeah. about things and they've got good hearts and it pushes them and it's, somewhere. It's, it's,
0: it's worth noting, by the way, that like for all we talk about Mr. C having conquered the world and being, you know, endlessly efficient and stuff like that. Most of his business seems to involve A, killing other evil people yeah. um, and B, failing to kill Dougie in large part due to Mike's hard work. To yeah, be fair, yeah. To give, to give Mike credit where Mike's credit is due.
2: Dougie seems like an easy mark. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, but like you, like it, it, re it with Andrew as, as I was coming up to this, it occurred to me like Mr. C, now, he kills a lot of people, but most of the people that he kills happen to be other criminals. And there's yeah. like and many of them are his own employees, which is not a good management strategy, if we're being entirely honest. Nope. They mean, never liked me anyway. But <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's so
2: charismatic that he just get new employees. <laughs>
0: well, so uh, turnover here seems pretty high. And what, what happened to your last accounts manager? Oh, he got shot in the head. Killed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And him. And him. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> benefits are great um, but, uh, but we're going to move on to I think we may have a guest arriving shortly for our next section which you are happy to stay for but before we do we have a question that we've been asking all of our guests and I have a sneaking suspicion you've either heard it or well you were here when we yeah. asked it so you know and you've had the time to repair what is Twin Peaks about for you Shirley?
2: Okay so I mean sorry I was, I was just like rubbing my face there trying to have a think um, I can think without doing that so there's I mean I my relationship with David Lynch has always been pushed forward by the idea that he likes to look at the underbelly of America and I think that's that's always an interesting thing and America society whatever like sorry I say, I say America but like not necessarily just America yeah. Yeah. Um, but Twin Peaks is the ultimate pulling back the veil on that and in so many ways and I really like that and I like that he's, he does that in such a complex way and it's gotten more and more complex so like to me it's a look at Society in such a broad way because it, it is like exposing the horrible underbelly and like Laura and her perfect life. And then what actually is going on there, which is. Oh. Hello. And um, but then also the kindness that people do for each other. So it's like he explores it in a really beautiful way. So for me, like Twin Peaks is actually just a quite abstract. And I don't always understand everything that's going on in Twin Peaks. And actually, I said this on my on my way over here. I was like I'm a bit nervous about talking on this Twin Peaks podcast because I kind of like resent having to put words on things about Twin Peaks sometimes. Because yeah, it like I get it and I get what it means to me. But in a way, I kind of I don't expect other people to have the exact same thoughts yeah. about it. You and know, my,
1: is is it kind of is is some of it sort of ineffable? Yeah, it? absolutely.
2: Yeah. Like and so to me though, I think it's it is about people and how we interact with each other and the bad things we do the evil that men do and then but also like the kindnesses that are out there and where they can bring you I think David Lynch is a person who or certainly a filmmaker who has a big heart and I think that that's what comes through in all of his work that there's heart in there and it's so dark but his heart always comes through and I think Twin Peaks has a lot of that and that's what makes it beautiful to me so it isn't it's so dark and horrible and disturbing but a lot of the time, I feel like you're supposed to love everything in it. That's that's what it means to me. Um, I don't really have anything more profound or beautiful. No, no I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, that's,
0: that's great. That's, that's the great thing about having like a podcast where we're talking for 18 hours, is that there's enough in there that we probably can. He says, as we approach the... Uh, at this stage, five hour mark. Um, I know. Yeah. Dude, just one more hour, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah we're, a we're, we're almost there. I've lulled Andrew in. I'm telling him it's an hour at a time while plying him with cherry pie. This is an actual. Um, yeah, this what is... was that there? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but no, th- thank you very much for that. Um, just in terms of of other stuff, just while we're sort of waiting, anything else that sort of jumps out at you about Twin Peaks? Anything that you particularly like about it? Anything that sort of like that you'd like to discuss?
2: I suppose the thing that I just will never get over, and this is a lifetime thing, so I should probably say when I watched Twin Peaks, it was when it was on, and I was like five or something. This is back in like '89, it. so yeah, strange, well, my sister I was watching that it. Too. Ugh, it, was
0: yeah. it was...
2: Hello up for life am I allowed to curse on this sorry there shouldn't be children listening anyway that's fine (laughs) Um, but like don't
0: do what Mr. C does
2: (laughs) he's a bad man very charismatic (laughs) if you take one
0: thing away from this podcast it should be that Mr. C is charismatic just
2: because someone's charismatic doesn't mean you should do their bidding or be attracted to them which a lot of women in Twin Peaks seem to be like Jennifer Jason Lee and all them ladies. Um.
1: Yeah, I was, I was I was watching it with a friend and, and Jennifer, uh, he, he was like in the bedroom with Jennifer Jason Lee's character. And he, what does he say? He said, like, so wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the, you said that and I didn't for, have to. <laughs> thank you, Darren. Um, uh, and <laughs> I just shuddered. It was, uh, like, I, ugh.
2: yeah, um, But you just murdered Darla, was it Darla her name he just oh, murdered yeah, her? Yeah. Well, well, in the well. most disgusting, like just such a horrible, horrible, obscene way. Well, it was horrific. And then just goes in and Jennifer Jason Lee is all like, Come here <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come here you It's like Jesus, this guy <laughs> so She that's kind of that's that that is her though, because she she I her her character, she's talking about um it's really um disappointing, um like, um, I don't mind uh, killing people, but I haven't got to uh, to torture any lately. Mm. And it's like, that is true. We have um, not been able to torture a few recently. And it's like, because like killing, everyone kills, you know. Yeah, yeah, everyone <laughs> kills. <laughs> so it, don't be all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like, look at all those military and like, people are such hypocrites when they talk about killing. But torture <laughs> is really where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Really enjoy good torture. <laughs> so Mr. C is like a really good match for her, actually. Yeah. You know, Maybe I think th- so. Those things should have worked out for those guys. I feel like <laughs>
1: they will go on holidays, places, tortured in. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. The, the, it's perfect the, life for them. The locals.
2: She'd be upset now with Green Fist. Yeah. <laughs> I like, what have you done? <laughs> um, yeah, going back to what I was saying about things that strike me about Twin Peaks, is just, I guess, Twin Peaks, over the course of my entire life, since I was like, I don't know, whatever stupid age I was watching it, It's just ultimate storytelling, isn't it? Like, I mean, we've gotten to see, like, the first two seasons that were, like, whatever, and maybe went off the rails a bit fine. Um, But then we got to do Fire Walk with me, which I've revisited a number of times over the years. Um, I read The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer when I was way too young. I, like, I remember bringing it into school when I was in primary school and, like, giving it to a friend of mine. And I'm like, God, think about it. Fuck. Anyway, God knows where she is now. (laughs) um, um, And then we get to experience this, like, this 80 new episodes that are, like that just open things up in such new different ways and like opens it out of the world of Twin Peaks as well, which is something really fascinating to me is like maybe because Mr. C is like the cancer that brings the Black Lodge out into America or out into the world in a more broad way. But like I think that's really interesting where David Lynch excels in storytelling is that like obviously he's great at like, giving us little branches of things that come back together or don't come back together. But like even an arc like um, Ed and Norma, like even that as just one example of something that he's made us wait for. And he just pays it off in the most beautiful way you could possibly imagine it being played out. Is just like that's just good storytelling, right?
1: It's great. No, it the, they the, You do like the, Ed and Norma, don't you? I do. Oh I good. Love, <laughs> oh, isn't that the
2: most beautiful I, sequence of romance is, you've and, ever seen?
1: And by the way, like with, with the when it started the show, they had a scene with I think Norma and Hank. Mm. and she's saying, um, um I don't think it was with Ed, but she's saying, oh, it's twenty years ago now And I was like, Come on, expect like us to believe this person is <laughs> over 40 then I went on IMDB and I'm like holy what in the she name was of God, in the, like the mod squad in like, like yeah. 1968 or 69 Mad. Peggy Lipton yeah and and then like watching this and it's like oh, so now she's like pushing 70 yeah, I know and she like I, she I looks 40 now yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> hello it's incredible, and sorry, I I, I know I feel that's, like there's that's an hour it.
2: to discuss like how people don't really age in Twin Peaks as well, because like right, or they age extremely well in Twin Peaks.
1: Like, yeah. look at Shelley. Oh yeah. Look, at, no, look incredible. at Bobby
2: Briggs. He's just like Silver Fox City. He's he just he just aged so beautifully. He, he, James he, Marshall he, looks he, exactly the same.
1: There <laughs> was, there is, there's is definitely a thing about people looking better now than they did in the nineties. Well I yeah. think the what what I, that was I, the nineties fault, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The 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 um looking at even um I um Sarah Palmer, <laughs> Taryn was surprised that I was like, Oh, gosh, Sarah is looking well, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Andrew, she's going through grief. Oh. <laughs> like, um, like, like um, yeah, I, mean, I know it's like, but like Leland's not around now. And I better ring Darren. He may have gotten locked out. Just um, put him on
2: speakerphone. <laughs> Darren, where he went into the bookies next door. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: I, I think Darren went into the in- Oh, I You hear, hear Darren's I voice, hear so it's fine.
2: It's okay. <laughs> uh, these pies, I am actually going to have to have a little bit before you I go. You must. Now, are these you all must. cherry pies? They I was, are I was listening earlier, pies. but okay. Yeah. They, there's a crumble, and then there's also this kind of cross. This is what delicious. have you done to that pie? <laughs> 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 I know Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: amazing. I will, I will just <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Uh,
2: <laughs> We're worried alive. we lost you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I went missing. Yeah, I decided to just abandon. I lure you all in with the promise of doing a live <laughs> podcast, and then sort of like, yeah. Uh, and then sort of take you out. Uh, but yeah, so perfect. I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna go. You're gonna head. Do. Yeah, well, I will. I. I'll You're welcome to say if you want. Don't, don't you have to travel everywhere. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right. Thank you very much for coming in, Charlene. Thank you very much for having me. And yeah, I, I will spread the word about donations. You've done remarkable work so far. It's oh. great. What are you on there? Do you know?
0: We've raised over a thousand euro for uh, Irish sort of for the Irish Cancer Society, which is Amazing. astounding. I honestly didn't think we'd make about 300. So, yeah, we've earned, yeah, so 1,027 oh, euro, which is a great cause. Um, but fair play to you. great. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, if, if listeners want to donate, you can donate at just giving uh, fundraising/slash the 250 live as well for a very, very good cause. Uh, perfect. Cool. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you, guys. And Are we'll you talk gonna, to you soon.
1: Yeah, I'm going to let Charlene out oh, and uh, <laughs> make, um, but first. Would Donna have like some a cup pie. of coffee? Donald, would you like coffee? Oh, would coffee would be nice, you. thank you, Lovely. yes. I forgot I wanted pie. <laughs> <laughs>